Thursday, April 15, the 105th day of 2021. There are 260 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Josh Embry from the Grayson County Health Department will stop by with uh, some messaging that you need to know about. And we will also have the water cooler question returning. It'll be your chance to pick from a couple of prizes. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the no, he's the five-time winner of the Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe from London, Moscow, Paris, and even Madrid. It's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. I actually know where that is. I know you do. I do. You've been through there recently. I got a I got a note. Someone handed me a note. They're having a cornhole tournament at Madrid this weekend. Wanted to know if you'd do the play-by-play for it. Now, that would be fun. Yeah. Now, can we broadcast it as well? K105 Digital uh, Productions? Y- y- yes. Yes. Okay. I have a feeling it would be your one and only cornhole tournament, though. I used to, so fun fact on cornhole, we used to have block parties on my street, and I was the cornhole commissioner. <laughs> you were? Yeah, no. You, if, um, if my mom's watching, she will back the story up. I, I would organize the tournament, and I would, uh, we'd have each, each family on the street would have their own cornhole set set up, and the yeah. dads would all play, and okay, you but drew hats on who your teammate was. And What are the duties of the cornhole commissioner? Do you have to weigh the bags to make sure they're properly kernelized? Oh, sure, or? Uh, get, get the tape measure out, make sure that they're fur- further enough apart. All right, and step then it we off, had our yeah. bracket. So you do I the matchups. Keep, keep track. So no, yeah, we okay. I would draw the hats and draw the pairs on who everyone would be, and right. we had a traveling trophy as well. And I think if I remember right as well, one of the people that won somehow lost the trophy. Oh, and really? It was the big the big controversy Ooh. on whether he actually lost it or just wanted was, to keep it for his, for himself. It was. I see some Bourbon Street drama. Huh. Uh, okay. All right. Very good. Uh, any side action like on any of the games? Did you have to set the over under or no? Uh, I mean, establish I was, favorites or anything. It in the, was. Uh, I mean, it was a big job. I I took it very seriously. So I probably did served about three terms as the Cornwall Commissioner. I don't know if you've heard me say, but one of my greatest uh, uh, fears I have when driving is sneezing. It's weird for me when I have to sneeze when I'm driving because I have to close my eyes for at least a brief period of time, longer than a normal blink. It's like sneezing when you're on air. That's right, exactly right. But at least I'm, I mean, yes, I'm driving something, but I'm not going to put this in, the, in a literal ditch. But if you sneeze and say you were like this convulsion mm. when you jerk the wheel, you could end up in the ditch, and that bothered me. Uh, this headline caught my attention. Alexander Rossi. Uh, is an Indy car driver, and he was speaking at a school recently of elementary school students. And one of the kids asked him how he picks his nose during an Indy car race, and he said, "Well, you just do it because no one's watching." And then he said that it's not as hard as you might think to get your finger up in your helmet 
And so, you know, they got the visor there. But it did make him go on to share a story during the Indy 500 in um, uh, at, at some point in time in the last few years. He had to sneeze during the Indy 500 driving 200 miles an hour. Yeah, you think it's bad sneezing when you're going 80? <laughs> I, I don't go I don't go eighty clearly seventy uh, right N- never more than seventy right? I go seventy in a seventy five when it's okay. but oh. I'm always mm-hmm. I'm always well with under the well with under the limit but it always bothers me about sneezing but I guess if IndyCar drivers can do it then uh, then I guess I can do it and I'll probably be uh, a okay uh oh we haven't heard that music in a while. Can only mean one thing. So she's been on assignment for quite some time, and she's still sequestered in some bunker far, far away. Is my beautiful wife and the beautiful girl. It's Beach. She joins us by phone. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you all doing? Uh, we're making it just fine. We got a special guest coming up, so we miss you, but we don't, you know, like come completely miss you like we're gonna make it is my point we we miss you but we're gonna be okay is what i'm trying to say well that's good news uh, glad you, that you miss me but i'm glad that you're okay with the spring break break and then this week's break you've been missing for a while and uh-huh. so uh i thought we would give ever give you an opportunity to kind of explain uh your absence i know you posted online about what's happened to you but i wanted to give you an opportunity to share with the audience what's been up with you um so last thursday I had a procedure on my right eye, so I had to go to UK in Lexington and have my muscles repaired in my right eye. Um, it went really well. The staff there was great. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Just pause right there. I'm okay. going to let everybody catch their breath for a second, because the first time that you told me that you had to have your muscles repaired in your eye, <laughs> then I sort of had to take a minute to fully soak that mm-hmm. in. So now that everybody's had a minute to to take that all in, then pr- please proceed. Well, do you want me to tell the story about it? had I not had it done, I would have been cross-eyed? Uh, you can. Uh, it's, it's your story to tell. You, t- you tell whatever it is that you want. So I've been having problems with my eyes for some time. Um, got referred to actually a pediatric specialist surgeon. Um, and had I not had this taken care of, I... Uh, my right eye would have turned completely in and I would have been cross-eyed. Mm-hmm. So to repair the muscles, um, tighten them up, um, and hopefully I won't be cross-eyed, but I'm doing really well. It, it's not pretty to look at, but... Well, and um, what we've been telling folks is that you're just not quite ready to be... You're not quite camera ready yet. <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> I mean, I don't look like I've been completely sucker punched in the eye, but I mean, there's quite a bit of redness, bruising, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, you were obviously very anxious a week ago today. And to be clear, you were anxious a week ago yesterday and a week ago the day before that and a week <laughs> yeah. ago. So it's been there's been a lot of anxiety going into this. But being one week downriver of your surgery, you feeling better and feeling good? Absolutely. Um, again, I, I, you know, my experience at UK was fantastic. Um, you know, with the whole COVID thing, you couldn't go back with me. I was very, you know, anxious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the staff was great. Everything went so well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad that it's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 
I, I feel much better a week down the road. So I um, can I can I tell can you can I, tell can whatever. I share with the what the first time you told me that after you had an exam, <laughs> I I told what I thought was a joke. But come to find out, it wasn't really a joke. It wasn't very yeah. nice. <laughs> and so she called me after your initial appointment with Dr. Abney. Yes? <laughs> yes. And just was explaining that he has, you know, he had spotted something that was concerning and that, uh, you know, was just said that we might need to take a closer look at this. And I said to you, I said, <laughs> I signed up for sickness, health, Better, worse, I draw the line at cross-eyed. Yes. <laughs> well, I spoke that into existence because I was only joking, but clearly it was a real possibility had Absolutely. we had you not uh, yeah. taken action to do that. But between Dr. Abney and Dr. Franklin, and uh, they've taken very good care of you. They and really you're, have. You're in good shape, and we look forward to seeing you back uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe, maybe Monday. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, my post-op uh, appointment is today. So I may look a little bit wonky tomorrow, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping to be back on a normal schedule tomorrow. People will be forgiving, uh, even if you've got a little you got a little bruising now underneath the, the yeah. eye that was. Uh, it's it's a it's part of a journey, isn't it? It it really is. All right, love you. Talk to you soon. Love you too. Thank Bye. you. So there you go. There's the latest on uh, on her. It's been uh, it was yeah. Anytime eye surgery, it kind of you know just gives me the. Just feels like that's the one thing that, you know, well, I guess for us, it'd be the throat that would probably be the, you know, the most important, but at the same time, you got to have your eyes. Well, to, as far as do... my livelihood goes, yeah, yes, yeah. but I will tell you that as far as the heebie-jeebie factor. Oh, yeah. Eyes, uh, yeah, 100%. Well, and I will just tell you, we were both told, don't Google it. Oh. Yeah, when the when the surgery is scheduled, they just said, whatever you do, don't Google it, and we didn't. All right, I can promise I didn't, and I don't think she did uh, either, but everything's going to be A-OK. Cool and sunny today. We could see some um, patchy frost tomorrow morning. I know it's hard to believe, but the further you get from the Louisville Metro, the greater the likelihood you could see some patchy frost. Uh, Just be aware of that. Scattered showers remain in the forecast this weekend as we see cooler highs in the 50s and low 60s. Partly cloudy, 61 today, mostly cloudy, 40 tonight. Partly cloudy and 65 for tomorrow can, is what we can expect. Can, can I just say, though, that, you know, 61 tonight, we have softball tonight. Mm-hmm. Our two regional tournament games that we had, temperatures were almost 80 for basketball oh, inside. Basketball, yeah. I, this is not how it's supposed to be. You know what? You can thank Thunder over Louisville for the high on Saturday. If Thunder weren't happening, of course, they're doing it in a different format. But if Thunder weren't happening on Saturday, it would probably be 80. But mm. since Thunder over Louisville is happening, the well, I guess Thunder over Louisville, it either 59. means it's going to be 100 or 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 what it's going to be, yeah. 59 and scattered rain. Uh, I guess you heard what happened. They were trying to keep – they're doing Thunder over Louisville from four different sites. They were supposed to be a surprise. But some enterprising Weisenheimer decided to go to the city and because, well, they had to have permits to shoot these off, so they went and found the permits and then advertised where the locations we'll of the fireworks are. Cincinnati, they do their fireworks Labor Day. That's when they do their big show. Yep. And they actually were able to keep it a secret. They did it at Kentucky Speedway. Uh, and and it was yeah. amazing that no one was able to find out. And then the day that it popped up the when the TV stations broadcasted, everyone was like, well, how did we not think of that? <laughs> so, But it was amazing that they were actually able to keep it a secret. Very good for I them. guess no one was smart enough to... Look for the permits. 782 no uh, cases of COVID-19 yesterday, uh, continuing 
the state is trying to push to a goal of 2.5 million vaccinations before some uh, restrictions are relaxed. Uh, the uh, more than 1.6 million Kentuckians have received at least one dose of the vaccine, according to the governor. 14 new virus-related deaths yesterday. Positivity rate continuing to tick up 3.3%, uh, 6,285 deaths since March of last year. And coming up in a few minutes, looking forward to a conversation with uh, Josh Embry from the Grayson County Health Department with the very latest numbers and uh, some things you need to know about what's going on here locally. But uh, yesterday, there was a story published at K105.com that the health department said there were 10 new COVID cases since Monday, and the cases continue to uptick. And there were currently, as of yesterday, 41 active cases. But again, we'll get the very latest. Uh, Looking forward to the very most up-to-date information from Josh in just a few minutes. Police are looking for a man who robbed a Morgantown shell at gunpoint. Some very detailed pictures are available at K105.com. The shell station in Morgantown robbed at gunpoint. Police chief there said the robbery occurred yesterday morning at about 3.40. Taylor, uh, the, the police chief there, didn't realize, didn't release details surrounding the robbery, but said they are looking for help in identifying the suspects. So you can see him on screen if you're watching. And then also you can... Um, you can uh, see more uh, more detailed pictures at k105.com. They're at uh, 2329 South Main Street, just southeast of, uh, still so weird to say, I-165, natural. running through Morgantown. <laughs> the yes, natural. this is the Natural Parkway, but technically it's I-165. I know it's the second robbery in Butler County in, in since mid-February, and ironically enough, and I know there's a story at k105.com that says this, that the suspect in both of them was wearing white skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the white skinny mm-hmm. jean bandit. It we is. might have a serial a serial robber. It's just, here. but it's it, if it's a coincidence, that's a that's a that's a heck of a coincidence. It's not the type of that's not the type of detail you would probably copycat if you were trying to emulate no. someone else. You say, "I'm going to be like that I, famous uh, robber." I mean, I could probably count the, on one hand the amount of times I've seen someone wearing white skinny jeans. Skinny jean bandit. Mm-hmm. You you can just well, probably. I mean. How many white skinny jean beats? I don't know that I've ever. I was going to say. I I don't know. I could get to one. An impaired Litchfield woman has been arrested following a minor wreck. And after detention center staff members found a baggie of methamphetamine hidden on her person. Yesterday morning early, the LPD was dispatched to a non-injury accident at the 400 block of West Main Street. Found a Toyota passenger car in a ditch. The driver, 31-year-old Amber Hill Hensley. According to police, was behaving frantically and appeared unable to stand still. She was giving a, given a field sobriety test and arrested. You can see that at K105.com. The DEA is having their uh, take-back day. It's their prescription drug take-back day where they gather unused, unneeded, and sometimes dangerous prescription drugs. It will be held on Saturday, April 24th, so a week from Saturday. It's a semi-annual event. It's even more important this year for them to uh, collect those. So you'll be hearing more about that, but just want to kind of go ahead and put it on your radar as something to be aware of. April is um, also the uh, Child Sexual Abuse Prevention Month, and the Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, said yesterday that uh, they are giving $166,000 in grant funding to child sexual abuse prevention programs 
The grants are competitively awarded through the Child Victims Trust Fund, which is administered by the Child Sexual Abuse and Exploitation Prevention Board that is inside the Attorney General's office. The grants will assist Kentucky organizations in their work to prevent child sexual abuse. The organizations and grants uh, go to like uh, Kentucky Kids on the Block and Bowling Green, uh, some of the organizations that uh, you know, but uh, doing good work to try and prevent that around the Commonwealth. We learned that UofL sophomore guard, uh, what's his, David Johnson? Yeah. He's transferring. Which is big. Big loss for UofL, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's, I mean, as a UK fan, I'm like, well, thank goodness, because he's a a really good player. And Louisville Trinity grad. So it's good to see a Kentucky, I mean, yes, he went to, yes. So good to see him. Hopefully he has a long career ahead of him. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, And uh, before we go, this segment, want to. Uh, quickly work in the weekend funny tweets. Oh yes, it's a segment that we I didn't want the week to come and go without working it in. Um, T T he Sarah said, "You like the weekend funny tweets, I don't do. you? Yeah, I do. I, I was happy the the one week that you were gone that I, I got to do the you got to do tweets. the weekend funny tweets. Yeah, it was about taxes. Living with roommates is fun because you get to learn what their parents think should be refrigerated." Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, uh-huh. You know, we all refrigerate different things, or leave things out, or put things in the microwave. I can't remember what. But you can see what and other I parents in college did. did have something that, and I can't remember whether it was me refrigerating something or him. I don't remember what it was. Jesse Dweck said, "I can't wait to refuse my first hug." <laughs> right? Somebody, somebody eventually is going to come in and try and hug you and go, "Nope, I'm not doing that." Uh, at at Suko Akatsuka said. My father-in-law asked me what stops me from not stealing, lying, cheating, or murdering if I don't read the Bible, and that's when I realized my father-in-law should not stop reading the Bible. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess if someone asked you how you keep from doing those things, you're glad they do. Otherwise, uh, they might might run into some trouble. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. Josh Embry is the director of the Grayson County Health Department. He stops by. Got some important information. We'll get caught up. So uh, stuff you need to know is right ahead here on In the Know. Birthday boy right there. We'll tell you more about that coming up. Chris uh, Stapleton celebrating a birthday today, fellow Kentuckian. Today is ASL Day, the day of observance celebrating American Sign Language. It is also McDonald's Day today, Ooh. celebrating the anniversary of 1955 when Ray Kroc opened a McDonald's in De Plaine, Illinois. Uh, I'd say it'd be a good spot for lunch today, Sam. I've already had McDonald's today. I had breakfast there. And the movie's really good about that, too. It is good. It's good. Michael Keaton. And it's also Griper's Day today. So people for... uh, uh, (laughs) We've never experienced them. (laughs) People to celebrate their uh, annoyances. Uh, Josh Embry is the uh, director of the Grayson County Health Department, and he joins us. Uh, do you have any annoyances or, or gripes that you'd like to lead off with? It's not exactly <laughs> Festivus, Josh, but you can have the airing of grievances if you like to. Well, or you can save that till the end of the show if you like. Uh, well, you know, I just take it day by day. That's the way. And happy griping day. Happy griper's day to you. Hey, uh, what month, when, when did you become the director of the Grayson County Health Department? Uh, let's see. I officially took the position December 2nd, 2019. Okay. So talk about having the tiger by the tail come uh, <laughs> March of 
of 2020. I knew it hadn't been long because all of a sudden, about 13 months ago, I'm suddenly aware of who Josh Embry is mm-hmm. because I'm going, well, so I'm not familiar with him, but now suddenly I'm seeing you on my computer every day during the daily briefings that we were having. Uh, 13 months ago, many of us suddenly got much more aware about the Grayson County Health Department and the role that it played in our lives. Can you kind of describe the last year on what it's been like for you and your team? Well, it's funny you ask that question. Uh, You know, when I came into the health department, my goal was to, I told employees, was to kind of open the doors and let the department breathe a bit and to build community awareness And I feel like health departments as whole across the state, um, not to name one in particular, but we we have a habit of becoming kind of disconnected and people even kind of forget we're there unless they need us for something. Um, And let's just be honest, the the majority of people, when they think about health department, they think about STDs. Um, But we do a lot more than that. So I thought I would open the doors and, you know, connect with the community in different ways. Evidently, God had a different plan because two months into my uh, career, uh, the pandemic hit. And so I got what I wanted, but it's kind of the, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. The last year has been full of adventures, um, but we've achieved our objective. The community definitely knows more about us now. <laughs> you know, um, the majority, the overwhelming majority of people, when they think of the health department, I mean, you used, you used your example. And what's funny is I hadn't thought of that though. That wasn't oh, one that awesome. I, that I think of. Um, I think of, uh, environmental, I okay. think of uh, restaurant inspection and keeping us safe and our food safe, and then the overall health. I know that you deal in programs may- maybe like WIC or other things. You know that that that's kind of what I have known for, but uh, have known the health department for, and haven't been, if you will, a frequent flyer of your services. Good. But all of a sudden, last March, every Grayson Countyan was suddenly a consumer of maybe not a direct. Uh, product or service, but of information so that we could feel more, more comfortable. It had to be, um, it had to be stressful one year ago today. Uh, and, and more specifically, probably 13 months ago today, it had to be tough. It was really tough, but you know, I say, uh, you know, I came into this position with a staff uh, that is amazing. Um, I have, um, a person who, um, Angie, um, who has been a uh, nurse supervisor and has been uh, through the, I believe it was the HEPA outbreak here in the community um, and some other instances of, of um, maybe not pandemics, but outbreaks. So she's done a, an exceptional job and to, to get those. It's kind of like a basketball team, you know, like when Tubby Smith got all the good players um, when he came in to be coach, it was kind of that way with me with the director. I got, I got a good team of players and they've really um, brought me in uh to public health and and showed me a lot, even with me being the director. I marvel at how little we knew a year ago, how uh, skewed our expectations were, or maybe, for me, I'm an optimist, so I had a tendency to look in the short range that, okay, well, you know, it was 15 days to stop the spread, and then it was 30, and then it was 90, and then all of a sudden, okay, well, when warm weather really kicks in, and so always looking for the next little chapter or turn of the page. Are you, as a professional, do you look back at your knowledge base and what you've been through over the last year and kind of, what would you, like, what would you tell year ago you and say, 
you just had it you had it all wrong or boy you were we really just didn't know what we were talking about and i don't mean you i mean us as a society we've yeah. changed a lot in a year you know of course i i have my understanding and, and my beliefs as to why um and when i say government i mean government as whole has said that you know just a few more months just you know let's just get through this um i, I guess with me, I knew that this was if the, if it hit the way I thought it was gonna hit, and I can remember sitting at my desk in January thinking, "Oh my goodness, I really hope this does not become what I think it could be," um, because we're going to be in it for the long haul, um, and that was the case. Um, my worst, you know, nightmare, I guess you'd say, came true, and we're not out of the woods yet. Um, we're not going to be out of the woods. Um, I don't think anytime in 2021, unfortunately, you know, vaccinations are improving. But you're still going to see some mitigation um, in place. How dangerous has misinformation been during this pandemic? And I guess, and to put a to put a finer point on that, how hard, how much harder has it been for for professionals or people in the health field in trying to refute or stem the tide of misinformation that comes at you? Uh, you know, I think. I think back to what my team has had to deal with, with misinformation and, and people, you know, you mentioned about, you know, the, the role of the health department and how people understand it now, but it, it also caused a lot of negativity to come our way um, with, you know, we experienced threats. We experienced people who called us communists. We experienced people who said we were, um, well, I, I won't get into the details, but just some really ugly comments. Um, so I think, uh, with all of that in mind, um, the, the weather we've, we've, we've dealt with, um, that comes from misinformation now with the vaccination, uh, we, you know, we're all sitting here and we've all been vaccinated, which is why we don't have our masks on. Um, but I think that it's holding a lot of people back. Unfortunately, I, th I don't think it's the science. I think that it's a lot of misinformation that people are seeing on social media, um, and they're believing it. And, and that to me, that's what is most um, frustrating. All right. Going to get to vaccinations in just a second, but one more important component, um, ahead of vaccinations is how hard was it in orchestrating testing for the health department? Because you had, you know, there was a shortage, there were no tests, and then you have different stakeholders. Mm -hmm. You had, uh, then Twin Lakes Regional, you had other, you know, other players in the health field that were it was possible to do testing and drive-through testing and you lobbying for a clinic locally and how the orchestration of bringing all those parties together, how challenging was that? You know, Grayson County already has kind of that tight-knit feeling um, with the sports community and everything. You know, people take pride in being from this county. I've learned that already. I've only been living here. Um, we, we were just talking before we, we, we came on, you know, I'll actually live close to you, Mark. Mm -hmm. yep, um, yeah. Um, but I've, I've already learned that instantly. So all I had to do was basically set up some zoom meetings and invite community, uh, key players to the table to talk. And I, and I will just compliment the hospital over and over again. Um, they were willing to, to dive in and pretty much it was like, we can do this. Can you do that? And, and let's work together and also being ahead of the game, you know, and, and being, um, in in touch with what the state had rolling out and telling them, you know, we're willing to do anything we can to get a clinic here. We're willing to send us the vaccine. You want us to, to you know, meet that 90% threshold in seven days. That means 90% of the vaccine out the door. We can do it. Just send us the vaccine. 
So I think just the, the, the communication and the using that community collaboration that was already here made all of that possible. We were blessed throughout, you know, we've also had an interesting year because we've kind of been over here on the sidelines, just kind of commenting on everything and trying to figure it out and trying to make sure we're giving information and not misinformation. But one of the blessings we had over the last year was staying in close contact with Congressman Brett Guthrie and his role on ENC gave us good updates on the progress of the vaccine. You know, Operation Warp Speed, I think we may look back when the dust can settle on the former presidency and all that stuff in 20 or 25 years, we may look back and really marvel at how quickly we were able to get a vaccination rollout and start getting them into the arms of people. Is it, do you consider it to be remarkable on how fast the vaccine was available? I do. And I, you know, I try to steer clear of politics, but I do have to give President Trump, um, you know, praise for that. I think that his administration did really good at rolling out the vaccine. Um, so just to put that in there, usually I don't talk politics, but I will give praise where praise is needed. Um, with the vaccine, I know there's hesitant, hesitant, excuse me, hesitancy because people think that it was rushed. Um, but this type of vaccine was actually in the work for years. Um, people putting to putting it together, scientists, um, all the building blocks were there. Um, it was just bringing it all together and, and making sure that it was safe and efficient. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a wonderful thing. I think it should be trusted and hopefully we can talk more about it. So, um, we, as you mentioned, the, the three of us in the studio today have all been vaccinated. And I said yesterday, um, that there, that there was certainly not that I didn't have any concerns over being vaccinated. And I am certain I'm speaking. I'm going to, I'm going to be bold and speak for you. Okay. I know I can speak for <laughs> Sam. You at least gave some consideration to the virtues of having the vaccination versus not having the vaccination. And in the end, you had to decide that it was the best move for you to do. So just because a person has concerns doesn't make them bad or doesn't no. make them. We all had concerns before we got it. But what would you say, Josh, to uh, put some of those concerns at ease and encourage a person to take that step? Well, the, the, you know, the first thing I'll say is, uh, you know, as public health director, I was not willing to come out and to support anything that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, it's kind of like a dentist telling somebody that they need to brush their teeth, you know, twice a day. Well, that dentist needs to brush his teeth or her teeth twice a day. Um, it's the same thing with me. Uh, I cannot stand hypocrisy and um, I want to make sure that I'm practicing what I'm preaching. So, you know, when the vaccine first came out, I did my due diligence. I tell people, you know, make sure that you're looking at reputable sources. If, if you want to educate yourself, by all means, do that. That's important, and that's your freedom to do that. But be leery of all the sources out there that are saying, you know, this or that. Make sure that it's credible. We learned that in college. If you're going to cite a source, and, and in media, right, yep. uh, make sure that it's a reputable source or it could come back to bite you. Um, so, you know, that's the main thing. I'm not telling somebody to do something that I myself have not done. Um, and I researched it outside of the clinic setting when I was at home. I made sure I was looking at reputable sources. I followed the news, I, you know, and I, and I educated myself. And at the end, I thought, you know, if the professionals are willing to, to come out and speak for this and get it themselves, I think of, you know, Dr. Lee, who's been a doctor here for years, pediatrician. Sure. Who has spoke highly of the vaccine? You know, I'm willing to do it myself. 
So uh, we're running out of time, but there's important information that I want to try and get from you because you're just you're a wealth of information. And I've had I've had questions for a year that have kind of been mounting, like <laughs> what well, what was it like doing this and what was it like doing that. The pause on Johnson and Johnson. Uh, does that can as people on the inside trying to sort out information from misinformation? What's your take on the the J and J pause? Good thing, bad thing, what? I think it's a good and a bad thing. Okay. I, I think that it shows us that the process is working. Like you know, people who have hesitancy and don't think it's safe. Well, there was six instances where you know somebody or these people developed clots. And the CDC and the FDA said, let's put a pause on it and look at it closely to make sure that it is truly safe. Um, with that being said, you have six cases out of millions of doses given. So, uh, you know, I said on my social media account yesterday, I'm not a doctor, but I do use social or excuse me, I use data and statistics um, in my career as public health director. And so when you look at six cases out of millions, that means that the J&J vaccine has a pretty good uh, record now. Uh, the thing I'll say is, uh, you know, there are different vaccines. So if this vaccine, I, I think it will, and I could be wrong, but I think it will be taken off hold eventually. It just, it's going to take time. Yeah. If you're still uncomfortable with getting the J&J vaccine now, there's still Moderna and Pfizer that have been on, you know, you know the market all this time. Um, you know, there, there are different options. So don't let this... Um, Keep you from getting vaccinated. That's that's the main thing I want to tell the community. It's a very small, isolated issue. I don't take away from. I think there was actually a death out of those six, and you know my my condolences for the family. Um, but it's still statistically a very limited thing, and we need to keep it in perspective. That's my thing. It uh, is it safe to say that most every Kentuckian fifty and up has had an opportunity to be vaccinated if they want to. Is that a safe assessment? I think that with the vaccine rollout, we've made great achievements um, to the point where the majority of people, yes, should be able to get a vaccine if they want it 50 and above. And, we, and now the sites have been set on a different demographic, which is really the information that you're trying to convey. Are you trying to appeal to younger people now? I am actually, um, because we're with the new variants, we're seeing that more younger people are getting sick um, and there are more younger people that are actually being hospitalized. So um, it's and it's because, you know, typically, um, you know, younger people tend to be more on the go. They travel more um, and I think they feel more uh, resilient. Um, and so it's very important, you know, live your life. I understand all that. Enjoy your freedoms. Um, but if you're going to partake in all that, make sure that you are looking very seriously at getting vaccinated. So you not only protect yourself, but you protect those around you. And how do I do that? So if I answer that call that you just gave, uh, how do I take action? Well, you can actually go to vaccinefinder.org. Um, you can put in your zip code or information and it'll display. And the one good thing about Vaccine Finder is that it shows you the breakdown of inventory. So if you're not, if you're not just looking for vaccination, but you're looking for a particular vaccine, let's say I want the Pfizer vaccine, you can see what uh, locations in your area have that particular vaccine. Always you can call your uh, local health departments here in Grayson County, 270-259-3141, or you can go to graysonhealthcenter.org forward slash vaccine, and all the information is there for locations given the vaccine. All right, so we're long, but I want to make sure that there was nothing you walked in the door saying, I must say this. Have I asked you everything that I need to ask you to make sure that you've conveyed what you need to convey? 
actually, Mark, you have. Uh, I, my main goal today was just to say, you know, with the J&J &J vaccine, I think there's a lot of people who are a little scared right now. Um, but just keep things in perspective. I'll highlight that again. Look at the data and the science. Keep it in perspective. Now, I want to tell you one thing as you uh, as you leave is that you talk about some of the negativity that you all have received in your team over the last year. I want to tell you that I'm proud the way that we've been able to do our job over the last year, but our ability to do our job relied heavily upon you and your team doing yours. So on behalf of us, thanks to you all for making sure we had good information all along the way. Thanks, you guys at K105 and the Moose. That's Josh Embrick, the uh, Public Health Director of the Grayson County Health Department. Got to get to a break. We'll come back at the water cooler question in store for you coming up here on In the Know. Did you know that Thousand Island Dressing was named for the 1,864 islands in Canada's St. Lawrence River? Really? Yes. Not, not a huge fan. I, I, I somehow knew that. I don't know why I knew that, but I thought this is going to be something that Sam does not like. Yeah. Not. I mean, I... It's if you're giving me a list of dressings, it's 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 towards the bottom. There was a chapter in my life where I was where Thousand Island was my go-to. I don't know why. It was when I was a young person, like teenager it's... or so. Uh, I don't. I'm now. I and I still like Thousand Island dressing on my Big Mac, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, see, not, I'm fine with that. I'm not giving away the actual secret sauce, but let's <laughs> just say the base of it is Thousand Island dressing. But I am not. But now. I'm more of a vinaigrette or a ranch or a honey mustard or I don't. Blue I, cheese? No, I can't go to blue cheese okay. really just because it's, yeah, it's too harsh for me. Okay. Because um, I, I mean, if I'm at a salad bar, I'm, I'd go ranch, blue cheese, Italian before I'd go Thousand Island. Blue cheese is your number two. Interesting. Well, it I might even be number one. I don't know. I just don't know why Thousand Island and I broke up. There was really? we didn't have a moment where we said we got to part ways. See, we just parted ways. We've never really had a moment that said we should we should try each other. <laughs> okay, so. so you all you all never sized one another no, up and no, said, "Hey, let's hang out." I think it was one of those little taste tests. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work out." All right, here's today's water cooler question. Going to give you a chance to win. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in your effort put forth on the water cooler question yesterday. I understand we've taken a year off. We're a little bit rusty. I thought my answer was good. Well, I am not pointing my comments at you. This is I'm speaking to the royal oh. you. All of us, our efforts were poor. I didn't do it very well because I didn't know what music to use. The phones didn't work properly. Your answer was just average. Uh, and just so I'm just telling you that I am a little disappointed in us as a collective us. So let's do Wendy better Wendy Carmen today. had a pretty good answer herself. She had an excellent answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's the only one that excelled mm -hmm. yesterday. Have you? Let's uh, see. Here it is. People who have this in their home fall asleep faster than those who don't. People who fall asleep in their home, uh, people who have this in their home fall asleep faster than those who don't. I'm going to give you your choice between 
Grayson uh, Clarkson Fire Department's tractor pool on Saturday. You can have four tickets to that, or you can have four tickets to the Lincoln Jamboree for Saturday night. Your choice. Uh, Alex Miller and uh, Emily Portman, and like going to be a great lineup at uh, Lincoln Jamboree. So call 270-259-6000. Yes, he's from uh, from Garrett County. Yeah. I'd like to say Garrard County, but we know it's Garrett County. Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. You get to pick between those two prizes, which you'd rather do. I know at least both are at least worth forty dollars or more. So call in two seven zero two five nine six thousand. I just need to see a better effort from you. Come on, people. I'd like to go see Alex Miller. I mean, he I'm not a huge country music, but listening to him so which I. you were playing with him a couple weeks he's, ago. I've... He's good as gold. I'm so pleased with Keith. He answered the call. Let's go. Let's go to Keith. Keith, first of all, good effort. All right, <laughs> you answered the call. You knew that we needed to get the rust knocked off and get back to okay. business here. So, Keith, people who have this in their home fall asleep faster than those who don't. What is it? A pet. A pet. Ooh, that's a good answer. Be more specific, Keith. Okay, uh, a dog. Ooh. Sorry, Keith. Right. Again, excellent work. You answered the call quickly. Let's go to Rose. Rose, what's your guess? A fan. A fan is? Yeah. It was on my list. She's right, but that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> Brian, what's your guess? Fish tank. A fish tank is correct. I would have never. A fish tank. Fish tank. They're so relaxing. Really? Yes. I don't tell. So I don't know if Beach is listening or not. But I love fish tanks, but I don't want one because I don't want to have to take care of them. Well, we used to have one here. Exactly. And I was gone for four days, and, and I came back, and he, and he was gone. That's right. You said he went to live for on a farm upstate, exactly. right? Brian, tractor pool at the fairgrounds this weekend, or Lincoln Jamboree on Saturday. Which would you like? Lincoln Jamboree. All right, Lincoln Jamboree it is. Hold on. Princess Tiana is going to get your information. Have fun. Say hello to Alex <laughs> Miller because I really... What? <laughs> the sheriff is chiming in. He says he was going to say an indoor grow. <laughs> it, the sheriff is promoting that? Or is he just stating it as a? Is he just stating it as a fact? I, I have no idea. Okay, we got to go. So I've been fascinated with the Aaron Rod. By the way, excellent job on everybody on the water cooler question. You did much better today than you did yesterday, except for the sheriff. He didn't do as well. Uh, I got to show people the Aaron Rodgers photo. You know, I've been fixated on Aaron Rodgers hosting of Jeopardy for the last couple of weeks, and he is finishing his hosting duties tomorrow. We have found a look. At, he's got his monitor, and then he's got his post-it notes that he is relying upon. And I got to tell you, I don't know what I expected the podium, the Jeopardy podium, to look like, Sam. But this is not it. I just, I, I don't. Yeah, it was. I feel like it would look a little bit more not nineteen ninety five. So starting tomorrow on my podium, I'm going to have post-it notes that say "Slow down, stand up straight." Relax and energy. I like the one at the top too. What does this say? Don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose. <laughs> All right, that's always good advice. We got to get to a break. We'll come back and wrap it up for the morning here on In the Know. I got a woman way over town. That's good to me. MB's point to ponder for today. 
I thought I would like to explore probably what I think are some of the most popular gripes. Sorry, Sam. The most popular gripes, I think. Uh, trying to open a Band-Aid wrapper while bleeding profusely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tough. And then the papers go flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Discovering you set your alarm for 7 p.m. instead of 7 a.m. Knock, I don't... I'm good about that. I can because I have my... Just, it's set automatically, you know, yeah, weekdays. But you have an assistant rather than an yes. old-fashioned her alarm clock. her name starts clock, with an correct. A and, mm-hmm. and then a C and oh. S as well. I have one that starts uh, with an both. A. You have both. Yes, because... Wow, yeah. you have a personal valet staff of two? Yes. Sam, I have, you're moving I have up my, in the my world. Siri and my A-L-E-X-A. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoa, well, yeah. I'm impressed. They don't do a great job. Oh, that's why you have two. Mm-hmm. If one lets you down, the other might not. Y- yes. Uh, plastic ties that connect new shoes so you can't walk when you try them on. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. When you open a can of soup and the lid falls in, that's oh, not yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And uh, the little dryer sheets that get stuck in your underwear. I will tell you, it's not necessarily underwear, but I can't tell you how many times I will have a shirt on, like long sleeve shirt in the winter, and all of a sudden I'll look down and out the bottom of the sleeve creeps a dryer sheet. Well, and I go, oh, okay. I had that happen a couple of weeks ago with the pair of pants. I was in my office and I got up and I walked and I came back and there was a dryer sheet sitting in the middle of my floor and I was like... <laughs> You laid an egg? Yeah, I was like, what? It's like, what, what happened there? <laughs> Apparently, it fell out of my pant leg, and I don't know how it did it when I put it on in the morning. But. Just laid an egg. And it looks like a dryer sheet. But uh, on television tonight, E! on uh, For Real, the story of reality TV. Good. We need a reality series about reality TV. Our lives will be complete. And Lady Cougar softball. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lady Cougars are hosting who? Mead County, 5 o'clock. K-105 Digital Productions. Does the girls' softball team have mullets? And we, we found out the boys don't have mullets, but I, do the girls? You know what? That's something that we're going to watch tonight and find <laughs> out. That's, must, that's appointment television I mean, right would there. you rather watch this or whatever... ETV or whatever it was called. I'd actually mm-hmm. rather watch softball, mm-hmm. absolutely. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1947, Jackie Robinson, baseball's first black major league player, made his official debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers on opening day at Ebbets Field. In 1850, the city of San Francisco was incorporated. Uh, also, we know that the Titanic anniversary, if you depending on how you consider it, striking the iceberg was yesterday, sinking was today. So that's to be commemorated. In 1892, General Electric Electric was formed. Uh, In 1990, the comedy sketch show In Living Color premiered on Fox TV. Oh, my goodness. It changed. I mean, it had such an influence on my generation because we were sort of, yes, I was a major Saturday Night Live fan and still watch Saturday Night Live. Don't like it near as much now as I used to, of course. But when um, In Living Color came along, it was just culturally so different, but it was lined up with the times of the early 90s and the birth of hip-hop music taking over, and it it was just, it's where we got Jim Carrey, it's where we got Jamie Foxx, I mean, and I'm anxious, by the way, to see the new Jamie Foxx sitcom on Netflix. Oh, I missed that. You're embarrassing me, Dad. It's just been released, huh? but it's about when his daughter Corinne was growing up and the things episodes that he would do like when she would go on her first date or pta meetings and things like that so i really I like liked, i like jamie fox i love jamie fox i mean he is just he plays a good so good 
he plays a good villain in he, a way. You know, absolutely, that, yeah. and he's got such great range. Mm-hmm. But his also his role in Horrible Bosses. Yes, I haven't seen that movie oh, in forever. Just, is it Mother Lovin' Jones? That's his. <laughs> yeah, that's his name on that movie. Uh, really good. Uh, let's see. Birthdays today. Michael Tucci is 75. Columnist Heloise is 70. Emma Thompson is 62. Samantha Fox is 55. Chris Stapleton is 43. Sandwiched between those two important birthdays, though, is my dear friend, almost lifelong friend, Jason Thomas. Misty's husband is 50 today. Happy birthday. A series of half centuries that my my contemporaries and I will be um, hitting this year. Seth Rogen is 39 today. Emma Watson is 31 today. I would have thought Seth Rogen was older than 39. His laugh is uh-huh. 58. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci was born this date in 1452. Butch Cassidy born in 1866. Elizabeth Montgomery from Bewitched in 1933. And Roy Clark, the great uh, the guitar virtuoso. You know him probably most from, Roy, uh, from Hee Haw. He was born this date in 1933. Chart toppers for today. Let's try and hop in the Wayback Machine and go to 19... What's the year we're trying to go to? 1963. If we can time travel back to 1963. The Chiffons were number one, but he's so fine. This isn't bad. Oh, I was going to ask you where you were on the Chiffons. No, I I mean, 1963 was the year my dad was born, so i got to have at least some... I'll bet that's not his favorite song from 1963. I think that's probably a safe assumption. To commemorate the year of his birth, he'd probably choose something else. 1972, Michael Jackson was number one with Rock and Robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Do you agree with my board today? I gotta, let me. Check your I didn't know if you, had, if you had noticed it today or paid any attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I know that whenever we know that there's going to be a thunderstorm that might knock out power, it's immediately going, like, got to plug in the phone in case we, we lose power. Our entire lives have just been reduced to, is my phone charged? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I charging this? And then you add multiple devices, and mm-hmm. it's just completely, con- it's just everything. Got to charge. Put it on the charger. Get to the charger. <laughs> Gina Easton was number one in 81 with Morning Train. I like this song more than I should. It reminds me of my childhood. What year was this? 1981. My mom would be waking us up for school, and this would be on morning radio. Like, she turned the radio up in the house, and I hear this song. It's like, oh, got to get up. You know, because being 10-year-old me, I got to get up and take the morning train. I mean, sure, it's a yellow school bus, but that's all right. I don't think I know this one. You don't know this song? And well, I mean, then, this would be, I mean, my dad would play 70s and 80s, but I don't think he'd play this one. Nah, it's a little probably bubble yeah. gum for your dad. Here we go. Yeah, no. Sam, he works from 9 till 5 and then. Don't want to fall in love, Jane Child, in 1990. Kenny Chesney, How Forever Feels in 99. In 08... Jordan Sparks, No Air, and Bruno Mars, That's What I Like, was number one four years ago today. All right, Sam, thanks for thanks for sitting in with me today and holding it together. No. 
We, My pleasure. We didn't put it in the ditch, so Luckily, that's good. Josh, Josh kept us together that's there with true. that one segment. We, we dinged up a couple of fenders, but that's <laughs> all right. Nothing that, uh, nothing that we can't get worked out. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. People will do some odd things to get even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People will do some odd things to get even. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.